friends, welcome to Forging the Path. My name is Adam, and this is a podcast that's all about helping men become the kind of men that God created them to be. Uh, We're battling isolation and distraction and passivity and a whole host of other things in culture today. And on Fridays, I like to share a story, a couple thoughts, and leave you with a few questions. And so today is, is one of my favorites from all of Scripture. This is a story of Jacob wrestling with God from Genesis chapter 32. I've been thinking and meditating and praying about this story, and I keep coming back to it almost every few months, just in my own personal devotions. Uh, it's, it's, there's just so much here in this short, mysterious story. So I'm going to read from verses 22 through 32, and, uh, and then share some thoughts and a couple questions. The story goes like this, straight from Scripture, Genesis 32. The same night, Jacob arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of Jabuk. He took them and sent them across the stream, and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the break of day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob... He touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have wrestled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Okay, <laughs> what a crazy story. Um, like I said, this is one of the more mysterious passages of Scripture. Jacob has this wild encounter with God, and he, he wants a blessing from the Lord. He wrestles with this mysterious stranger all night long, like all night long. I can't imagine the exhaustion, uh, probably the initial confusion. I, I mean, J- Jacob's just camping out there. He's asleep, and then some guy just starts picking a fight with him. And then when the dawn finally does break, Jacob has his blessing, right? He got the blessing, but maybe not the one he was initially looking for. And he also has a dislocated hip. So Jacob basically gets two things that night, a new name and a limp. And it all sounds so so simple, so short, so truncated, uh, like 
the sentence, uh, and a man wrestled with him till the break of day. It's it's just so straightforward and and uncomplicated. Such a a short little Bible story. I can't. I honestly, I can't wait to hear more of the details of this story when I get to heaven. How could a wrestling match with God be missing so many details? But I mean, even though it sounds so simple and uncomplicated when we read it from the text. The funny thing about the middle of the night is that nighttime complicates almost everything. Uh, I mean, from my personal experience, don't you know how long a night can feel? Especially when you got a lot weighing on your mind and your heart, like Jacob does in this part of his story. It's like during the middle of the night, time seems to slow down and all all your fears arise and your hopes plummet you know sleepless nights feel like an endless replay with anxiety and regret all playing in slow motion in in, in the theater of our minds and i'm guessing that's where jacob was at and given all that it's easier to relate to jacob at this part of his story i'm sure you've you can relate in some ways, maybe. The, just those sleepless nights, overthinking stuff, regretting stuff, wondering like, God, are you going to show up? God, we really need you in this moment. Now, Jacob, up until this point of the story, he's done his fair share of lying, cheating, stealing, and now he's about to face his older brother Esau. And and many of you might be familiar with this part of the Bible story, but, you know, Jacob is probably thinking, this guy Esau, my older brother, he wants to kill me. And maybe even now Jacob's conscience is getting the better of him. Uh, He's done some shady things with his family where he was born into, his family of origin, but he's also done some shady things with where he's just been for the last 14 years, Uncle Laban. And this is the perfect encounter This is the perfect opportunity for an encounter with the living God. Let me just pause for a second and and share with you guys, like personally, personally, right now, I'm more convinced than I ever have been of God's ferocious love for us. All the ways he truly delights to give us good gifts as his beloved children and and his passionate desire to reveal himself to those who earnestly seek him. But but here's the thing. If we have the audacity to truly press in and seek an intimate relationship with the Lord and to, to be willing to wrestle with God in the nighttime, the the quote-unquote blessings that we will walk away with, they won't be the superficial things of this world. The, the hashtag blessed, that, that whole thing. It, it, I don't think the blessings that God is most excited to give us are things like money and comfort and, and fame and, and an easy life. I think the real blessings we will receive, we should take note of this story. And just two two points. Number one, a new name. And number two, a limp. 
And I, w- I wonder if we defined our blessings more along these lines, if we'd be better off as men. First, about the new name. <clears throat> your name was your identity for the ancient Hebrews, right? They didn't just pick a name because they liked the sound of it. It was indicative of a person's um, character and, and responsi- uh, personality, uh, their character, their personality, th- their nature. No one, no one really sat around in ancient Israel or in any ancient Near East cultures and said, hey, you know what? I like the sound of Frank. Let's name our son Frank. It just has a nice ring to it. They picked names on a, on a deeper level. And so this guy's name is Jacob. He, he was born as the younger set of, of twins, the younger one of twins, and he was grasping at the heel of his big brother. And the connotations there are, you know, trickster, deceiver, you know, someone who's going to pull your leg. And he, he lived up to that reputation. So he gets this name, Jacob, Jacob. And notice how the Lord asks him in this wrestling match, what is your name? It's like he's asking him to confess the type of life he's lived up until this point. He's saying, who are you? Do you know who you are? And Jacob answers, my name is Jacob. (laughs) I'm a deceiver. And then God gives him a new name, which is to say a new identity in the Lord. He also gets a much deeper understanding of Yahweh's wild, untamable nature. Remember, Jacob has been a deceiver his whole life. His name literally means to grasp at the heel. But he becomes Israel on that night, Israel, which means to wrestle with God. Talk about an upgrade. I love that. The deceiver becomes one who wrestles with God. So how's that for a new name and a new identity? I think that's the first part of this blessing that Jacob receives. And he becomes Israel. I mean, that's Israel. It's the most famous nation in the Bible. It's the most famous people group in all of the world. Starts with this guy. Well, you could say it started with Abraham then Isaac. But here's Jacob. But no, not anymore. You're Israel. The second thing about this blessing that's so interesting to me is, is his dislocated hip. And he, he doesn't get that healed. Like the Lord could heal it. He, he leaves him with this injury. The blessing of a new name and a new identity in the Lord is beautiful. But it will mark us. There might still be some dried blood and unsightly bruises and hips that, that don't quite work the way they used to from a long night of wrestling with Yahweh. You know, like I've, I've personally experienced some of this. God's gifts, they come to us without any strings attached. But that's not to say that they come without any consequences that <laughs> if I can use so heavy of a word they they shape us they change us it's why so many of us go through our lives keeping the greatest deepest blessings from God I think at arm's length 
we often think of blessings mostly in terms of, you know, the material possessions, like I mentioned earlier, you know, a big house, a nice car, a large bank account. But I think intrinsically, a lot of us know that the real blessings are on the other side of struggle. We know that joy really does come in the morning, but we usually don't want to risk wrestling through the night in order to get there, you know? At least I can speak for myself. There's often a hesitation there. I know there's a really awesome, deep blessing on the other side of this struggle, but I still don't know if I always want to go through the struggle. And listen, I'm, I'm not looking down on anyone this is for me. This word is just as much for me as it is for anyone else. If fear makes you want to stay home and play it safe, you're in good company. <clears throat> Many strong and competent men have chosen the path of least resistance, including myself at times. They've decided it's better to walk away without the bruises, without the broken bones, and without a limp. They've pragmatically decided it's better to keep the comfort that they think they already have instead of seeking the real blessings they would receive if they took the risk of staring down a real God in the middle of the night who will love us on his terms. It's so interesting to me to imagine the stories that Jacob now named Israel would get to tell all of his children and grandchildren about this wrestling match he had with God. Every time they saw him walk with a limp, you know, or, or, or I wonder, it's fun to imagine the slight smile in, in Jacob, now Israel, in his eyes whenever he winced as he stood up because his, his hip, although it still hurt, you know, he would forever be known as Israel, the man who wrestled with God. He's got a story to tell. He's got a testimony. And it kind of reminds me of how the resurrected Jesus kept the scars of his crucifixion. It's, it's like injuries have, have a way of telling stories that words alone can't touch. And this way of thinking about quote-unquote, being blessed. This understanding of, of, of maybe, maybe the blessing is a new name and a limp. If that's true, it might help us understand the Beatitudes in a way that makes much more sense. When Jesus says in Matthew 5, things like, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, the meek, the hungry, the thirsty, the persecuted, and, and all these other things that we usually try so hard to avoid in our culture. Jesus is thinking like an Israelite, like one who wrestles with God. And so the questions I'll leave you with today are, what does it mean to be blessed? How do you define blessings? And what, what blessings are you seeking right now? Are they the, the creature comforts and the things that make you happy? Or are you pressing in 
Are you willing to wrestle in the middle of the night for a, for a deeper identity in the Lord, a new name? Uh, and I, I got to ask myself this, and I, I'll just throw it out there to you. Hey, are you willing to walk away with a limp or uh, some sort of lasting scar? Yeah, one last question. We've all had these moments in the middle of the night where maybe we can identify with Jacob. All the worry, anxiety, the overthinking, the regret, the fear, you know, the regret of the past and the, and the fear and anxiety of the future. Kicking yourself for things you did or said or didn't say and didn't do. When that happens as it does to all of us, what or who do you turn to when you're all alone in the middle of the night? Forget the phone. Forget the TV. Forget the refrigerator. Maybe, just maybe, we need our own prayerful wrestling matches with the Lord.